0: I'm Michael Chabot, and I'm here to tell you that there will always be challenges in life, and in some cases, like mine, tragedies. But human beings are resilient. All you need to do is make a decision today. Follow me on this journey to hope, and together we will live, we will learn, and we will grow. And hopefully, we will find some hope in every day. Welcome to my journey to hope. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my journey to hope. This is Michael Chabot and uh, yeah, it's been a little while since my last episode. I apologize. I have been extremely busy, been wanting to get in here and record an episode and just haven't had the time, you know, um, no excuses. I, you know me, I don't make excuses. Just uh, work has been extremely busy. Uh, Our ice hockey season was into the playoffs. Unfortunately, we fell a little short of our goals this year, but we still had one amazing successful season and, um, working on building a, another business, a coaching business. So I have been extremely busy, but I promise you this, that, uh, I am committed to continuing to record episodes and hopefully having you walk with me on this journey to hope. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I discovered something really cool, a gentleman by the name of Trevor Moad and, um, he's all about the power of positive thinking of hope. Um, and I want to share with you guys some things that I learned from listening to him and I highly recommend you check him out. He's really, really good. Um, and I apologize. Charlie always wants to get in here when I'm recording episodes, but you know, it's, it's interesting. He talks about that as human beings, we are, um, We are programmed with the power of negative thinking and it makes sense, right? If we go back to what I like to call the lizard brain, some people call it the monkey brain. Um, It's our our caveman brain, right? If you are always positive and happy-go-lucky and and not worrying about anything when you were a caveman, most likely when you stepped out of the cave, you were going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. And so we naturally thought negative, like, oh, if I go out of the cave, I'm going to get eaten. I have to be aware. I have to, you know, all these negative things because that's what kept us alive. Right. But as we know, in 2020, it's not quite the same way unless you're running around worried about catching a certain virus. Um, More on that later. But You know, it's obviously, it's a lot different in today's world. Um, Yes, you still have to be mindful, but you don't have to run around worrying that the moment you step out your door that you're going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. And, you know, it's funny because he talks about it, that nobody wants to be told to be positive, right? Like, I think you would agree that some of us feel like that person that's always positive no matter what, kind of annoying. Right. You're like, damn, how are they always so damn positive? Like no matter what they go through, it doesn't phase them. And reality is, I think we say it's annoying because we wish we could be them. Right. I mean, I have one friend that I can think of that he's always this way, no matter what he's going through, he finds the positive thing in it. And I envy that about him. And I strive to be more like that every day in my life. And, you know, it's, It's funny, uh, Trevor, in in what I listen to says that positive thinking, in most cases, repulses people, you know, and he says things like, you know, you're telling me to be positive and I'm going through a divorce. You're telling me to be positive and I'm battling cancer. You're telling me to be positive when I lost my daughter, right? Those examples. It's, it's, I want to share with you guys, and I wrote this down. I want to share with you Something that I think is really, really powerful. If someone says something out loud, it's 10 times more powerful than if they think it. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Negativity as a multiple is four to seven times more powerful than positivity. So when you say something negatively out loud, it becomes 40 to 70 times more powerful think about that for a minute. Think about that. Right? 40 to 70 times more powerful when you say it out loud. So, and I'm going to give you guys some really cool examples of this, like of actually working. So if you don't know, there's a baseball player named Bill Buckner and he has since passed. He played for the Boston Red Sox and didn't know this very interesting a few weeks before the world series or about a week before the world series they had done an interview with him and he said you know the dream of course is to win the world series the nightmare is that i let a ground ball go through my legs and and allow the winning run to score and lose the world series and if you don't know the story of bill buckner that is exactly what happened he let a ground ball roll through his legs in the world series a play that he could have made with his eyes closed a thousand times before routine ground ball went through his legs and the winning run scored and the Mets won the world series. And the reality is, is that negative thoughts, things like that said out loud, the universe latches onto them and makes them become true. There's so many stories that, that Trevor gives in, in this speech that he did. Think about that for a minute just think about the statistic of that. If you say something out loud, it's 10 times more powerful than if you think it. Okay. So that's positive or negative, right? Anything said out loud is 10 times more powerful than if you think it. And if it's negative, it's four to seven times more powerful. So four and 10. So 40 to 70 times more powerful guys. I had a player this weekend on the bench. He was having a rough game and he said, I suck. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you can't say that because what you say, you become. What you believe, you become. Here's a great story. So, young man, struggling, not knowing where he wants to go, right? Takes his SAT, doesn't have any hope that he's going to do well. Takes the SAT, and gets a 14 something, right? Like a 1410 or 1429 or something. And those of you who know that, I mean, that's a great SAT score, right? And he went from having a very mediocre life from that moment on to becoming very, very successful in his career, in all aspects of his life, making a lot of money and building a very successful business. So here's where it gets interesting. 12 years later, the SAT board, I guess, in Princeton was, and they do this, I guess, from time to time. I didn't know this. They review their test taking and they realized that he had gotten the wrong results. And he had actually gotten like a 7.10 on his SAT score, which we all know is very low. And the interesting thing is that he said, you know, look, after I got that SAT score, it didn't make me smart but I started acting like somebody who got a 1400, the behaviors of somebody who got a 1400. And we'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but I want you to really be mindful of what you say out loud, of what you think and how it affects your behavior. Here's a really cool story about a guy who was a refrigerated boxcar repairman on a, on a train. And He went into this boxcar to repair it, to do some work on it, and he got locked inside. And he immediately told himself, that's it. I'm going to die, right? I'm going to die. And he started writing on the wall, leaving notes saying, this is it. It's getting colder. I can feel myself dying. And he ended up dying. And when they found him, they came to the conclusion that he talked himself into death because they found out that, guess what? The cooling element was broken. So the temperature was not freezing. It was like in the high fifties inside this boxcar and he actually talked himself into death. That's how powerful our words are. That's how powerful our thoughts can be. So what he says is this, guys. Don't say stupid shit out loud. Be mindful of what you consume as well. Listen to this statistic. Three minutes of watching the news increases your probability by 27% of saying that you're having a shitty day. Three minutes of watching the news raises your probability of saying you're having a shitty day by 27%. You know, and I want to say right now, you know, the, and I'm not discounting any of it, but there's mass hysteria in the world about the coronavirus. And if anybody has a reason to be panicked and fearful, it's me because I lost my daughter to the flu. Complications from the flu. But I've chosen to avoid all of the hysteria. I'm keeping myself updated, but I'm doing it in short spurts and doing it wisely. Some people are addicted to it. So try to control what you do and and here's the things that are in your control. You can control what you watch. You can control what you listen to. You're controlling that you listen to this. You can control who you talk to, and most importantly, you can control what you say out loud. And look, I'm going to tell you guys, I grew up in a family with a lot of negativity, not bad stuff, but I mean like negative thinking, negative thoughts a lot of things out loud where it was, it's been pre-programmed into me to always think the worst. And I am in the process of reprogramming my thoughts and my, my speech patterns so that I'm more positive. I'm just mindful of what I say. And that's really the key. I think is just be mindful, catch yourself, start to retrain yourself, reprogram yourself. It's not easy, but you can do it. It's no different than going in the gym, right? Those of you listening know that when you start a workout in the beginning, it's hard. It sucks because you're not used to it. You're just used to laying on the couch or sitting around or being sedentary, you know, whatever it is you do and it becomes difficult. And here's where I think, you know, this is what I was talking about earlier is, you know, he says that our behavior is what, what designs our success. It's the behaviors, right? And, and again, I'll go back to the gym. If you want to be in shape and you want to long-term stay in shape, you have to change your behaviors. You have to get up and consistently work out. You have to be mindful of what you eat, right? And how much you eat. And again, I say this all the time. Life is not that difficult. We just complicate it as human beings because our brains are filled with so much crap. The thoughts the what ifs, the negative thoughts. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not tall enough. All that stupid stuff. You are enough. You just got to push yourself to do the work and bring the best version of you out. Here's what really resonated with me in regard to what I listened to. And this is why I wanted to share it with you. And it's, it's all about hope. And you know, my my podcast is called My Journey to Hope and it's all about finding hope in the face of a massive tragedy of losing my daughter. And to me, this is something that I just, he says, when you become helpless, you become hopeless. And, you know, that just so powerful because after my daughter died, I felt helpless and I was fucking hopeless. Excuse my language. I mean, I truly was hopeless. I just felt like I was falling to the bottom of an abyss. I, I can't say it any other way, but I just felt like I was falling down a bottomless pit. And he says, you know, if you feel like, all right, look, I'm going through a divorce, I'm going through cancer, I'm going through loss, whatever it might be, you can say to yourself, okay, this is not optimal. And I know that's, that's like, oh, really? I'm going through cancer and this is not optimal. This is the way he phrased it. This is not optimal, but there is something I can do. And you know, if I'm helpful to myself, when I'm helpful, I'm hopeful. And I think that's the key, right? I had a moment and and I'm not, I'm just using myself as an example, right? Because I want you to learn, but I had a moment where I said, okay, I felt helpless. I felt hopeless. And I had a moment and said, okay, well, there's gotta be a way that I can find something out of this that I can take and turn into power and One day, one step, one moment at a time, I was, I've been able to do that and find hope and become hopeful and rebuild my life. And, you know, look, guys, it's not easy. You know, the other night, I went to bed and I felt like, you know, to myself, like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, it's, it's tiring. It's so fucking hard. Pardon my language. And then as I laid there, I, I, envisioned my daughter and her smiling and my wife and my other two kids and saying, you can do this. This is what you're meant to do. This is why you're doing it, right? Because you're guiding others out of their darkness and you can do this. And I woke up the next morning and said, okay, I can do it. I had a moment of weakness. I had a moment where I fell back and I'm cool with that. I recognize it. And now it's time to, to get back on the horse and continue to push. That's all any of us can do. Make hope a habit. He says, hope is the most powerful medicine we have. We have to believe we can influence our future. And I so believe that and we do have to make hope a habit because there's so much negativity in the world. It's so easy to get sucked into all of the bullshit. You know, I have a kid on on my team who I love. He's such a great kid, and I've been trying so hard. He's so hard on himself and he's so negative. And I keep telling him like as soon as you shed that negative talk, your game will improve by 10 times. Right? I mean, we just heard about it. Negative things said out loud are 40 to 70 times more powerful. And for him saying he sucks or he says other things that I won't repeat here, you know, it it breaks my heart because he doesn't suck. He's a good player. He's a great kid. And all of us get some negativity programmed into us. And again, I talked about at the beginning of this is that, you know, People who are positive all the time, we find repulsive. A lot of us, we're like, ugh, here comes Patty positive, right? Here comes Peter positive again. That guy, nothing phases him. Ugh. But it's about, you know, I guess that's why they come up with sayings like, you know, if life gives you lemonade, lemons, you make lemonade, right? It's finding the positive in everything. And it's just really about, changing your behaviors, reprogramming your thoughts. And for me, you know, I'm turning 50 this year. It's almost 50 years of the same programming. And I've been, it's funny since I listened to this and and discovered Trevor and I'm going to read his book and I'll put a link to it here in, in the show notes is that I say a lot of negative shit out loud. You know, uh, it's, it's, you know, he gives examples like, you know, even if you say I hate my job or I hate going there or, you know, anything negative. It just makes things more difficult. You know, I, I just look at the whole Bill Buckner thing with, you know, him saying a week before the World Series that, you know, the nightmare would be something happened and exactly what he said happened. That shows you how powerful when you put things out into the universe. Whether you believe in God or not, and I do 100%. But whether you believe or not, when you put things out into the universe, that shit starts to happen. You put the wheels in motion. So, hey, put positive things out into the world. Start with little thoughts, start with little things and build and just be mindful. Creating awareness is one of the biggest things awareness of your thoughts, awareness of your speech, awareness of your actions. You know? It's interesting because he talks about behaviors and he was saying, you know, this guy works a lot with professional athletes. And he said, the reason that pro athletes are so successful, it's because of their behaviors. And it's not because of what they're willing to do. It's what they're not willing to do or willing not to do, you know, um, what not to eat, what not to say, what not to do, what not to watch, et cetera. Right. Athletes become so great Because they have a set of standards that they set. And I've talked about this in the past. When you change your standards, you change your life. You know, he talked about a certain athlete that was an Olympic gold medal runner. And he said, you know, what he found is when he went to the supermarket, he had to write down exactly what he was going in there. And he could get in and out in five minutes. If he didn't write down what he wanted to get, he would spend... 20, 30 minutes in the supermarket, and you'd always find himself on the aisle with the cookies and the cupcakes and, you know, feeling anxiety and guilt, you know, looking at things that he knows he didn't need. And it's no different in life and anything. You got to write down what you want to accomplish, what you want to do, what you want to be. You know, I, I always use hockey because it's the sport I love the most, but, you know, there's a player in the game of hockey named Connor McDavid, and he's one of the best players I've ever seen play the game. You know, we call him McJesus because he's so good and he does things that are amazing. But, you know, you can go back and we're lucky because of technology, but he has YouTube videos of when he was 13, 14, 15 years old and how he outworked everybody else and what he did on the ice, off the ice, etc. There's no coincidence that he is one of the highest paid players in the game, one of the greatest players right now in the game. There's no coincidence He made a decision. He made choices. He changed his behaviors of what he was willing to do and what he was not willing to do. I guarantee you he didn't spend hours binge-watching Netflix. I guarantee you he didn't spend hours watching the news and filling himself with negativity. It's no different for any of us. People who achieve greatness in life, guys like Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, whoever you like, whoever you want to think of, they're no different than you and I. They just adopt a set of habits and behaviors and stick to them with a hundred percent fortitude. They don't, they don't bend, they don't break. They stick to those habits and they raise their standards. You know, I've talked about this in past episodes, you know, Tony Robbins said it best. You, you raise your standards, you, you change your life. You get what you accept. You Your life becomes what your standards are. So if your standards are you eat fast food and you drink soda and you smoke and you do all these other things that are bad for you, what do you think your life's going to be? Most likely you're going to be overweight and, and unhealthy and out of shape. Same thing in your career. Whatever it is you do, whatever your standards are, if you show up late every day and you do things half-assed, well, that's your paycheck's going to reflect that. If you show up early and you do everything to the 100% of your ability, I guarantee that you're going to get noticed whether you're self-employed or you work for somebody else and your career is going to take off. Or if you're a student, it's the same in everything in life. Raise your standards, change your life. You know, here's a crazy statistic and I just had to write this down and share it. The average married couple talks 27 minutes per week. 27 minutes per week. And Trevor talked about this and he jokes. He's like, yeah, some of my married buddies were like, really? That much? Wow, how'd they make time? But that's crazy. 27 minutes per week. And what he was saying is you have to change your behaviors. You have to make time to talk. You know, if you're traveling for business and you get to your hotel room, turn off the TV and make time to talk to your spouse. When you get home for work, instead of jumping on your phone or whatever it is you're doing to distract yourself from what you're unfulfilled with, most likely your job or the stress of not having enough money to meet your, you know, your bills, right? Take time to connect. And I know it sounds easy. It's not. Trust me. I know it's hard. It's hard. You know, look, the first thing that happens to me every day when I walk in the door after a day of work, is I think about the loss of my daughter, because she's not there to greet me when I come in, I don't see her smiling face. I'm just like you guys. I'm just, I'm pushing myself to learn. I'm pushing myself to become a better version of who I used to be. And hopefully that I can help you find your way. You know, our our thoughts, what we tell ourselves and what we say out loud are so powerful. And I've seen it as a coach this season. I've seen it with some of the players I saw it last season. You know, last season I had a player who was a first-year travel player with a ton of talent, a ton of untapped potential, and but he didn't believe in himself, and he would say all the time, you know, I can't, coach, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I would say to him, well, if you say you can't, you won't. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that there was a lot of things out there that said I can, I will. I just thought about it and I said, well, you know, I got to figure out a way to help this kid. And I came up with the saying for him, I can, I will. And I turned it into the mantra for our team. And, you know, it was about, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And then I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. And it, by having him adopt that, I saw a complete transformation in him. Not only as a hockey player, but as a young man with the way he carried himself off the ice and away from the game. You know, what we think and what we say is everything we become. Everything. You have to believe. No matter how big your goals or how daunting or whatever it is, you have to believe. You have to. It's so important. And you have to reprogram your brain and your habits and your behaviors to say the right things out loud. Catch yourself. Stop saying that negative shit out loud. Catch yourself because... That does change who you are. So I have a question for you guys. You know, I've done a handful of episodes where I've interviewed other people and brought some people onto the show. And I've noticed that those episodes didn't perform as well as episodes that I do on my own. And, you know, I'm in this for for one thing and one thing only, and that is to share my journey with the world. And hopefully with my journey, I can help you live your best life. Hopefully you can learn something from me while I'm going through this and trying to better myself and find a better life for me and my family in a better way. And I can help lead you out of your darkness. And maybe it's not dark for you, but maybe I can, you can pick up one little thing that gives you that little tweak to make your life a little bit better. And you know, as, as I, as I wind this episode down, you know, I want to ask you like, what, what format do you like better? Would you prefer that I continue to do these solo episodes and just continue to share with you the things that I learn? Or do you want me to bring other people on that have gone through hard things or have transformed their lives and, and are achieving and, and performing at the top of their game? So if you could leave me a note, You know, my journey to hope is my, my website, right? Myjourneytohope.com. And it's just my journey, the number two hope. I have a Facebook page. I have Instagram. It's all the same. My journey to hope. Just let me know what uh, you prefer because I want to give you more of what you want. Um, I really do like these, you know, intimate one-on-one sessions, but I also like interviewing other people and hearing what they're doing and what's working for them. So I, I really do appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you listening to the episodes. Um, you know, I want to I kind of wrap up with this. As yesterday was our last um, game of the season. Unfortunately, we, we fell short in the playoffs this year, but I'm, I'm extremely proud of the young men that I got to coach this year and get to know. And, you know, as I, as I gave my, you know, season-ending closing remarks, I, I said to them, you know, I want to remind you guys of something is that, you know, you got to continue to push yourself. You got to continue to strive. You got to continue to want more from yourself. And the fact is that everybody is born with greatness inside of them. And the fact is, is that some people choose to go after that greatness and others don't. And I think the reason that some people don't is fear. I think the other, other reason is, is ignorance. And I don't mean ignorance in a negative way. I mean is that they don't really know that it's there or maybe they don't believe it's there. Or even more, maybe they feel like they just have to show up and they can be great. And what I want everybody listening to this episode, and if you would share this, is that there truly is greatness inside everybody. Everybody can be anything they want to be. Now, again, I I think, you know, look, if if you're not a great singer, it's hard to become a pop star, right? And if you're not the most attractive physically person, maybe it's hard to become a model, but hey, you could still be an actor, right? There are still things you could do. You could take singing lessons and maybe become a good singer. You get my point, but what I'm trying to say is that we're all born with greatness inside. We're all born with the potential. And the message of everything I do is that you have to live every day to the fullest. You have to strive every day to be the best version of yourself. And you have to want at the end of your life to look back and say, Hey, you know, I made some mistakes and yeah, I tried some things that didn't work, but you know, I lived to my greatest potential. I tried, I stepped out of my comfort zone and I, I pushed myself to be the best version of who I could be. And I think that's what's just the most important message of anything I do is that, you know, you're not stuck with where you are. You may feel stuck. You may feel hopeless. But you're not stuck. You're not hopeless. Right? Remember, when you feel helpless, you become hopeless. And when you decide to do something about it, you become hopeful. There is hope in this world. There is hope in your situation, whatever it is you're struggling with. I mean, how the hell did I find hope after losing my daughter? Because I made a decision. I made a decision to take my tragedy and turn it into something positive, to take my tragedy and find hope within it. And that's what you can do, that's what's within you. All I want is for everybody on this planet. To have an awakening. To wake up. To step away from their device. Just become the best version of yourself. Step into your greatness. Step into the light. Follow your dreams. You get one chance at life. One chance. One chance. Raise your standards. Change your life. Raise your standards. Change your life. And I know you're listening to this saying, yeah, it's easy for you to say, I'm going through this, or I'm going through that, or I don't have this, and I don't have that. And I get it. I do. I do. I do. I do. You know, my therapist and I did this exercise a long time ago, and you know, it was a visualization exercise, and he had me close my eyes and a vision where I wanted to go. And I stood up with my eyes closed, and of course he was there guiding me, and I took one little step, and then I breathed. And then another little step and then more breath and then another little step and more breath until I could start to visualize and see myself moving forward on the path. And that's really what it is. Whatever it is you want to do in your life, it's one step at a time, one baby step. You could be going through a divorce right now and you feel so hopeless and you feel like a failure and you feel like you don't know where up and or down is, Right. And I promise you, it's one step, one moment, one breath at a time. But if you stay positive, you can do it. You can do it. Remember, you've got to be helpful to yourself, because if you're helpful, you become hopeful. Make hope a habit. Hope is truly the most powerful medicine in the world. We have to believe. We have to believe that we can influence our future with our behaviors. So just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to, I thought it was just really, really, really important to talk about, you know, and, and again, I'm going to leave you with the statistic Because it's so freaking powerful. And yes, I wrote it down. I made notes. If you say something out loud, it's 10 times more powerful than if you think it. And negativity as a multiple is four to seven times more powerful than positivity. And by the way, that's a statistic of research, Harvard University, a couple other universities. I didn't write it down. I apologize. But that is a, a statistic. So negative things said out loud are 40 to 70 times more powerful. Don't say stupid shit out loud. Be mindful of what you consume. That's it. That's it. I've seen many examples of this in my life of people. And I, you know what? I wanted to share one other thing with you. So in this episode and in his book, he talks about soldiers in the Korean War, prisoners of war. And they, as part of their torture, I guess you want to call it, they showed them negative headlines, like that they bombed the U.S., the U.S. was, you know, blown up and destroyed and all these negative things. And the the U.S. soldiers were dying. And they were dying just of a broken heart. And the, the priests at the time named it broken heart syndrome. And it's true. There are scientific studies that you can die from broken heart syndrome. And honestly, this is something that really, really worried me after my daughter passed away from my wife. Thankfully myself and herself and with others, you know, we've been able to help her, but it's, it's something that's real. You can die of broken heart syndrome and, and Last thing, I promise, I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and it's about a man who was in concentration camps uh, during World War II, and I think he was in four or five different concentration camps, and how he said, you could see the moment when somebody lost hope, and as soon as they lost hope within 72 hours, they were dead. That's how powerful your thoughts are. That's how powerful the mind is. So be mindful of your thoughts. Be mindful of what comes out of your mouth and don't say stupid shit. Plain and simple. I just want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being with me on this journey to hope. I promise to continue to learn and share with you what I'm learning and share with me some things you're learning too. If you have some books you think I should read, some podcasts you think I should be listening to, share them with me. Go to my website, my journey to hope, go to my Instagram account, my journey to hope or my Facebook page, you know, all my social media. And again, remember, I'd like to get your feedback. Do you like when I interview other people or do you like this one-on-one thing where it's just you and me? I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my voice. And more importantly, I want to thank you for allowing me to give my daughter a voice, my sweet baby girl, Gabriella, who I love so, so much. And this is who I do it for. I'll talk to you guys real soon.